0: Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity health and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you.
1: Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Reigns.
0: Welcome. Happy Monday morning. Today is August 17th. Is that right? Sure. I think so. It, all day. And I have Joe Smith here in the studio. I said he was my Ed McMahon and he corrected me and said nobody watching the show would even remember who that was. So who are you instead? So I'll
1: go Paul Schaefer. Okay. So he's... I think Schaefer is a little cooler. Okay. Personally. So
0: if we're going with Schaefer today. And on Zoom, we have the illustrious... Let me see if I'm doing this right. (gasps) I am. Nice work. Thank you. We have the illustrious Mary Nolenberger of SVN, leasing and commercial agent extraordinaire. Thank you for joining us today, Mary. Thank you for having me. So today we have um, really, I, I think it's an interesting topic. It's I think on the front of a lot of people's minds, 2020, oh my goodness, Mary, 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 we had you on the radio back in the springtime when the um, coronavirus very first hit. And we were talking like business and what's going on out there. What did you say to me this morning? Do you remember on our talk? I do. Um,
2: we at that time thought we were talking about a time frame that was gonna be defined in weeks or a month or maybe two. And we've now come to realize that the time frame was extended to a much greater length of time than we originally um, imagined. And so we're learning how to pivot and live life and business in a much different way um, with uh, looking forward to changes that will be with us for possibly forever, um, but for a much greater time frame.
0: I agree, you know, back in, I think it was March or April when we had you on last and we were thinking, okay, when we come out of the quarantine, What's gonna be different? And we had some predictions at the time. Of course, like you say, we were not predicting that these were gonna be pre- things happening for like over a year, maybe longer in the future, like you just said, Mary, possibly forever. Um, let me I'm do funny. a better introduction for you, girls. So I'm gonna swipe, If let's see. Farai's got me in charge of the mouse today, and I don't think I'm doing it, do it right. You can do it. I can Come do on. it. Come on, Farai, what am I doing? Oh, there I go, okay. So today's title of our show, the COVID impact on business, who's surviving, who's thriving, and who's not. Mary Nolenberger is the Director of Retail Leasing and Sales over at SVN Desert Commercial Advisors, and she actually helped my, my husband and I get our own office. And sitting across from me, Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage, because, you know, he sees a lot of people's taxes when they're applying for all these refinances they're doing right now.
1: We talk about money all day.
0: All day, every day. And let me just see if I can scroll down. Oh, look. So Farai's making me run the show today, and it's um, I'm not quite comfortable Flawless. behind the wheel quite yet, but I'm working. I'm working on it. And so I, I googled this morning what our world looks like, and it kind of looks like this. It's a little bit upside down. 2020. Nobody was predicting that life was going to look like this, but it kind of does. Wouldn't you say, Mary?
2: I would. You know, um, I keep quoting the Stockdale paradox with my team and with people that I'm working with, and that is. He was um, a a person in military history um, that survived great torture, but he came out of it saying we need to confront our situation with the absolute belief that we will prevail without missing the brutal facts of our reality at the time. So I think this is a balancing act of looking at what is our reality in this world right now, and knowing that we will prevail in the end, but we've got to look at all of the facts that are contributing to where we are and ultimately where we're going.
0: You know, I appreciate that quote immensely. I'd never heard of him before, but it, it's pretty right on, wouldn't you say, Joe Smith?
1: You know, if you're not, um... If you're not dying, you're thriving, right? So, I mean, that's really what it is. We're surviving right now. It's happening.
0: Well, and there are as bad
1: a lot as your situation may be, you, you are surviving. You're, you're surviving.
0: Through. There's, but there have been a lot of businesses that have closed doors. I'm still crying about Nordstrom at Chandler Fashion Square, not gonna lie. Um, and I know that Mary, you um, are an authority on a lot of things commercial. I, I was swiping through some things this morning about you, lady, and um, so I'm going to take you off the screen real quick, but. Let me see if I can get this mouse to work. Oh, I went the wrong direction. Fry, you will have me trained how to do this before long, I promise. There we go, okay. So, Mary, one of your your slides that you gave me made me think of this quote, and I didn't even remember Theodore Roosevelt said it. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And one thing I really like and appreciate about you, besides the fact that every time I ask you to come on the show, you're always willing to share But it looks like in your 19 years of business, now you're very passionate about being a life advisor for women and you're currently working on certification as a mental health crisis responder. Oh boy, I went the wrong direction again. I'm gonna get this figured out. So I I think, you know, just saying that, I bet you that's a talent that probably comes in handy when you're talking to some of your commercial clients that maybe have been struggling since COVID hit last spring.
2: That's true. Um, You and I talked this morning though about perception versus reality and my team and I follow the quarterly earnings calls of all the major REITs and we look at because they're publicly traded and have to report. We're looking at the reality of what this quarter looked like versus last quarter and we talked about the perception of there being great distress and so many businesses are closing. And the reality is that 94% of many of these REITs that we follow uh, the businesses are open and operating. Um, 82% um, have had rents collected over the last quarter. And you know, a really small percentage, 5% have entered in deferral agreements, 2% um, in July. It's, it's some of the businesses that even re, um, received PPP funding and realized that they were able to get back open after the quarantine returned um, to their landlord saying we
0: can pay rent. That's awesome. Hey, I've got I don't yeah. know if you noticed this. I have it on the screen right now and I, I'm hoping you can see the screen share. These were some of the slides you shared with me from um, that that PowerPoint and I, I didn't know if uh, it's not about it wait it's not as much about what we own. it's what we do with what we own. And I thought that yeah. was a pretty cool quote. Um, is there any of these particular slides that some of these numbers that you were just spewing at us because you know like it all looks like Chinese to me, Mary. Share some of what this, what this, what am I looking at here? Explain this data to me.
2: Well, it, what a read. And we find that many of them that we watch and follow have basically the same information that actually, um, most of the tenants of these landlords are open for business and operating again. Most of them are paying rent unless they've entered into deferral agreements um, and that new leases are still being signed and that options to extend are happening at a greater rate with rent increases as they were scheduled in their leases so the perception that everybody's you know going out of business is is not the case it, it is not true
0: okay so real quick before i put you back on the screen i have to give you a shout out you know mary um, was received the Outstanding Woman in Business Award from the Phoenix Business Journal a couple years back. And then most um, um, most recently, I saw you were also dubbed the most influential woman in Arizona, yeah. and you closed some major deal, obviously, this was before COVID. Um, but most recently, and we're gonna go through some of these questions here momentarily, you were just quoted last week in the Gilbert Sun News And there were some fantastic questions that were part of that article. So I'm definitely gonna wanna hit there before we go to break. Um, But I love what you were saying about the perception, Mary. And, you know, Joe, you live in the real world as well because you're doing a lot of loan applications. Uh, Can we, I I wanna talk, you mentioned something right before we started the show. There's been some things that have changed. So when we're talking about areas of business that have thrived and survived, oh my goodness, with the interest rates, The refinance boom is an understatement. Our title companies are working 16 hour days trying to keep up with you guys, besides the purchase boom that we've been going through. Talk to us about the most recent changes that you're seeing because that particular business is absolutely thriving.
1: So after about 20 years, I was talking to Farai a little bit before the show. The one constant that we have Is change right? Everybody, I I can't even tell you what a regular market looks like or what regular interest rates look like or where they should be. But the most recent event that we've come across, uh, last week, and it was a total surprise, happened on the 12th. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who are the majority servicer, if not all servicer, to conforming loans, decided to impose a 0.5 percent. I would say tax or fee. They called it an economic recovery fee, which basically raised the cost of a refinance for a borrower 0.5 uh, percent. So, to give you a scale of reference, if you've got a $400,000 loan, it now costs you
0: two thousand bucks. Two
1: thousand dollars additional to what it costs you on August 11th.
0: So no warning, no nothing. This just happened last Thursday and it was bam, this is in play. So what was that called again?
1: It was an economic recovery.
0: Okay, so economic recovery, wouldn't that just go to your point, Mary, that when you hear something in the headlines saying we need an economic recovery, even though the mortgage business has been off the charts
1: flush with cash
0: flush with cash and so i was asking joe why he thought they were saying we needed an economic recovery and and so what's the what's the word on the street what do you guys think so
1: so at our level we don't see the need for any kind of economic recovery however fannie mae and freddie mac they have all the data and they monitor all the numbers they track defaults they tracked slow pays whatever perhaps there's something that they see that they're trying to get ahead of, or perhaps they've recognized that the lenders are rolling in cash right now. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are not rolling in cash right now and decided to try and dig into the pocket a little bit.
0: So they wanted their piece of the action.
1: A bigger piece. And you know, unfortunately what happened was all the lenders were like, oh man, a 0.5 hit additional we're just going to pass this through that we just they just put it right back to the to the buyers.
0: So is this going to slow down the current um, need for refinances because it seems like anybody you talk to they're either purchasing or refinancing a house.
1: I don't believe it slows it down, <laughs> down. I believe it makes it more expensive. So someone's still going to get that 2.75 interest rate or at 2.25 interest rate. Uh-huh. They're just going to pay a little bit more. Okay. And we have equity, oh. right? So we have <clears throat> we have the money in there to pay it. And people will.
0: So basically just their new loan amount on their refinance is going to be two grand higher as a result of this new imposed fee by our government who claims it's for economic recovery. Not our
1: government. So let me clarify that. Not our government by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac.
0: But they're backed by our government, right?
1: They are. But our current government would not like anything that slows down the economy. So this could all change come November.
0: My goodness. So are we gonna talk elections not, and what the,
1: that? That's next week.
0: Okay, sure. so I, I do wanna add in, you know, when we're talking about businesses that have been thriving and surviving, and those maybe that are not, Mary, we're gonna come back to you because we definitely have to talk about restaurants, girlfriend, uh, but the real estate market has been insane. And that was one thing that Mary had brought up this morning to me as well, that she was seeing in her own neighborhood, you know, multiple offers, $700,000 homes first weekend. And just last week, we actually, Beat the 2005 record. Beat the 2005 record for the supply and demand. We call it the market index.
1: Should be excited for that.
0: Well, but. we are, but you know, but. I guess if you hear the that you know maybe Fannie and Freddie is looking at some sort of data and thinking maybe they need to have a slush fund to bail people out at some point. I don't know. Personally, the loans you're giving today are much stronger than they were 15 years ago.
1: Now you got to remember also, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac manages the whole entire country. Mm-hmm. So we will always have a different market than Chicago, New York, L.A. We'll, well always be true. different. So so what you see, Freddie-wise, may not really impact Arizona as much or at all.
0: So that leads me to ask, Mary, so a lot of the data that you had from your REITs, was that just local data or is that across the whole country?
2: That's across the whole country. But I have to agree that in all the data that we're seeing, Um, And this REIT um, that I was quoting for you this morning owns open air shopping centers in Texas, in Arizona. Um, We do have a very different of circumstances here. Um, And not to say that certain businesses in category aren't being impacted more than others, but the Arizona market is set apart because of the influx of businesses. And as you know, um, people who need housing following job growth, which we are in a very, very set apart market for.
0: Oh, we're, we're absolutely in a very set apart uh, market for. I was reading through the article questions that you had, Mary, and you were quoting a couple of, of businesses that are still moving to the Valley. Do you remember a couple of them that you can throw at us? Because it seems like businesses are still coming.
2: They absolutely are, in distribution centers and huge manufacturing, and the Apple Command Center um, that placed itself in the East, Mark, East Mesa area, Mesa Gateway, that whole entire tech corridor um, is expanding. Um, and with that comes the people that are gonna have to live in and near those, those tech corridors and, and areas of growth. Um, Wells Fargo's campus, State Farm, You know, there's just huge numbers of massive employers. But are are most of these
0: expanding? Are most of these employers expanding, but having everybody still work from home? Because that's the thing that I'm noticing. It seems like everybody I know is still on Zoom calls, like we're trying to do with you right now. And if we're lucky, they're at least dressed right from the waist up. Um, So I don't know, last time I went shopping for clothes, but it's been a while, you know, like, so I'm thinking there's gotta be a lot of businesses that have really suffered. Uh, Who are some of the ones, I mean, obviously a lot of restaurants are not doing business the way they used to, but it seems like they're still doing really well with a lot of takeouts.
2: Takeout and restaurants that were set up to be drive-through and had a huge takeout presence are thriving.
0: Thriving, okay. Uh,
2: Some of the categories of quick serve and take out and drive through um, the two categories that are the most noticed are pizza and chicken takeout. and um, getting on some of those triple net investment calls and hearing that they are 30% above in a year over year factor. Oh, wow. That's huge. And it's <laughs> increased. Um, and obviously fitness has been hit across the board that's the reason um, why i haven't bought any
0: new clothes lately so I let's thought she was uh, looking at me when she no said no that. no i was talking about me because i've still got that corona 15 going on and i went back to the gym for like a hot second and then they closed back down again uh, when are we going to see that change mary any idea um that's now being linked to a percentage
2: um, having a, a cap on the percentage increases, is not not length of time or any predictable factor, other than they now want to see the positive results under seven percent of the total. It's it's not linked to a time factor, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately, so the so some of the businesses that have not been surviving very well, and I want to talk about because I saw in the article, the article. some of this stuff. Um, Obviously those people that worked at the gyms, you know, they're not going to work right now. So what are they doing and you know, how are they staying afloat? Those businesses, you know, there's a lot of small and I know you I think my I go to Club Pilates over there in Chandler and I feel like that's one of your complexes, isn't it, Mary? Yes. So what are what are those poor businesses looking at doing and how to stay afloat? Are they getting aid right now from their landlords because obviously there was a lot going on for the tenants out there, just regular residential tenants, and then people got hurt, you know, that had the loans that needed to pay, but their tenants weren't paying. What's going on in the commercial world with landlords and tenants?
2: It's a very similar factor there, you know, there are landlords whose lenders um, have been working with them. And there are some that have lenders that are literally just saying, do you have a savings account? Go to your savings account. Your, you know, your loan payments are due regardless of what you're being paid. Um, landlords are trying to work with tenants. They're, you know, initially we saw loans, grants, PPP funding, um, and now we're looking at, is there gonna be a second wave of assistance? Or, you know, how are they gonna work through it? The other thing that I'm seeing with a couple of clients of mine that are in the fitness industry is that as our weather changes, they're going to move outside, you know, to, to do open air type um, fitness training. They've offered online fitness training. Um, and so I, I do have a client that actually just purchased a fitness business and they're looking to hold classes outdoors as soon as that we're able with our um, weather factor.
0: So does that mean like in the commercial world, we're going to see more and more companies coming up with alternative solutions to brick and mortar?
2: You know, we have, um, there's a piece of the industry that has to do with entertainment and we're looking, I mean, I know you've heard about Walmart's idea to start doing entertainment in parking lots and, in their big box, you know, centers and it there will absolutely be a shift to experiential retail and things that are um, covid you know it's added we were recession proof and internet proof and
0: now you're trying to become covid proof it COVID sounds resistant. like
2: resistant but one of the things that so from Whitestone said that we saw um, the retail industry that was um, trying to deal with online shopping posing a threat and then that was amplified by coronavirus. So, you know, everybody having to figure out how to navigate this new factor that's been thrust upon what was already you know, a a situation where we were having to think out of the box to avoid um, the Amazon effect.
0: Right. So what businesses are you seeing doing the best versus struggling the most then? Um,
2: Doing the best, I would say, would be... um,
0: Well, you said pizza and you you said pizza and chicken earlier when it came to restaurants, but...
2: Any kind of... um, you know it's just like during the recession pizza was the answer too people weren't going out for um
0: the high ticket um you know one thing that i'm seeing that really extravagant dying dime- you go Oh no no, I well you were cutting out momentarily. So one thing I was just going to add to the conversation that I'm noticing a tremendous amount of is and you probably see this on your loan applications, Joe, is people buying secondary vacation properties, people buying quads, boats, toys, bikes, you know, anything that's getting them outdoors or up north because, you know, James and I have a place up north and everybody seems to be up there right now. There's hardly any homes for sale because the demand is just up through the
1: rough it's it's a factor of we're bored yeah like we're bored and we this can't travel right now like we were right like like you know what let's you want to get a boat let's get a boat okay that sounds like a, you know what how about a second house let's get a second house okay oh, like, yeah. it's, it's not very hard to persuade somebody to do something exciting because your hawaii trip just got canceled yeah and then i'm still crying right? about right oh, oh not, i wasn't talking <laughs> about your, your, your hawaii trip got canceled too yes it but, did but Everybody's everything just got canceled. Right. So now people are, people are experiencing it. Going, maybe life is a little short. Maybe I should just go get that boat. Hundred grand. Okay.
0: You drive up to. Oh, so when we're driving up north on Highway 87, there's a place, a town called Rye, and they don't have sales tax their whole yard is empty of side-by-sides. Like literally, you cannot buy one right now. So I know that would be a business that you know has been doing really well, boats. I, I took somebody shopping two weeks ago for a new house and then followed up with them and found out that they decided to pass on the new house they were looking at at 1.8 million because the interest rates are so low. Uh, but this, they decided instead to get a, a new diesel truck, a new f- um, fifth wheel, and a couple of quads.
1: RVs, boats, fifth wheels, all that stuff is flying off the shelves and- Camping world, I hear is- Selling for the most money that it's ever sold for. Like. When this is all over, I'm going to go buy a boat. I'm going to go buy an RV. I'm going to go buy all this stuff cheap because everybody's going we'll to be selling of it. it. Yeah, then. everybody's going <laughs> to get out. back to traveling. Exactly.
0: So Mary, do any of your clients specialize in the travel industry? Well, I was just going to say the
2: same thing. I just heard from an, an RV dealer last week that their inventory is like so minimal because people are, um, I also have another client that deals in the entertainment industry, and any person. He quoted to me that any person that relies on their voice for their business will not get on an airplane. So, entertainers, um, anybody that oh. is an an art, a recording artist, anybody that needs to use their voice to for their career will not get on an airplane. So they're creating streaming events and they're they're using industrial facilities that are the promoters for these events like Bang and the energy drinks and the um, vendors that you would see at festival festivals or concerts or things like that have these distribution facilities and they're setting up these live streaming events in these huge, warehouses and they're getting them out to um, the tech-savvy generation that um, watches all the streaming concerts instead of being able to gather. Um, So So it's not not quite the same as
0: holding um, a a lighter and doing this at a a concert, but I guess if you're jonesing for a concert, it's better than nothing. Hey, you know what? We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. I want you guys to come back because my next question is going to be about my next door neighbor, Mary, and you know who I'm talking about. All I know is I am dying to see a movie in a movie theater again, and I would love to hear Mary's thoughts on that when we come back from our break. You've been thinking about buying a new home or
2: refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead so you can get the best rate, fees, and service. Keep more of your money.
0: Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage today. 602-741-4121. Hi, I'm Rebecca hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home.
2: Hi, my name is Rob Sell, I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multi-family units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you, and I appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing from you.
0: Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National
1: Financial Family.
0: Welcome back to the show, and you know, on break we were just talking about the fun joys of doing Zoom interviews. I apologize for my beautiful Mary freezing up a little bit. Joe did decide to dress up for me, oops, oops, from the waist up. Um, he He might be in shorts and tennis shoes from the waist down. I don't know, he might be. And Mary, thank you for joining us from your home office today. Such a joy to hear about what's going on in the real world because I think, you know, we were talking earlier about how, you know, you see the headlines. You see what people are talking about. Uh, Joe and I just had an email from one of our clients in common, and the company that he's worked at for a very long time, I'm not going to name names, but I know you know who I'm talking about this past week. They forced him, you know, instead of retiring, they just let him go. And he's in the airplane industry, I think, um, you know, for repairs and what have you. And people, like you just said right before break, Mary people aren't getting on planes like they were especially if their voice was part of their business so when you see somebody Joe who is sending you an email like that I saw what your response was to him obviously there are definitely certain industries that are not surviving right now because they're just basically at a standstill what do you tell people like that that are trying to figure out what to do with themselves and their financial future can they should they take a deferment on their mortgage and what is what are the effects to them long term if they did
1: so that's a good great question and nobody truly knows the answer right it's it's all dependent on the person mm-hmm. you like to say weather the storm right you like to say your your their payment is great so they're not going to get a lower payment than they have
0: well and that was their question was how do we get our payment how lower do we get
1: our payment lower? but but i mean you you almost you can't but do you have enough to weather the storm? And we don't. The the thing we don't know is how long is the storm, so we can't tell you. Or to
0: Mary's point, is this just our new norm?
1: Is and, is just and we just have it. to
0: figure it out. So those of us in industries that maybe are not thriving, that are not surviving, that are letting people go, um, whether it be the phys- you know, the physical fitness world. The movie theaters okay so next door to my office is the alamo movie theater and i really miss going to the movies mary told me on break she does not know when they're opening back up but i did just see a movie commercial the other day and i got excited i'm like oh my gosh are they maybe opening and and you know because i think we all want to get back to normal you're a big sports fan i bet you couldn't wait to get back to see a game in person
1: cried like a baby when baseball came back big tears (laughs) big tears but but the 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 book who moved my cheese right? right so the cheese is moving yeah things are happening the world is changing you can either adapt to it
0: pivot as mary said
1: pivot or you may run into a challenge down the road that you you saw or you didn't see because you weren't looking but the, there there's indicators out there that show you that this industry might be in trouble mary probably knows better than most this industry in trouble this industry looking good
0: so mary uh, you mentioned that there are people getting new leases right now for commercial use what are some of the types of industries you're seeing that are sign me up because maybe they're getting a good opportunity right now
2: so with every crisis comes opportunity and i have um clients in in many industries looking to take advantage of opportunity and any time that We have restaurants that have gone out of business. It provides a fully built out situation for somebody to walk into that saves hundreds of thousands of dollars for them. Um, What we do find is that some of the businesses that are closing were on the bubble to begin with. So there's grace being extended in situations where we can see this question, Alamo in, at least intended to reopen in September. And I'll get you confirmation on that. But I think there's going to be different um, distancing and, and it's going to look different in the future. And then we have to look six months down the road to see um, for restaurants and for um, businesses that have to begin to operate at an X percent differential and will that work? to stay operational.
0: Yeah, I kind of wondered, you know, um, bringing up my little Pilates studio that I love going to, they were only allowing certain number of people in for their short period of time we were open. And then I think my last workout there was with an actual mask on, which of course I was a big baby about, but I still did it because I wanted to be in there so badly. So there's definitely, I, I wondered like, well, gosh, if they can only have half the reformers full, how are they gonna survive?
1: Prices go up. So we've seen the food prices go up. You've seen your your favorite restaurants have to push up a little bit. Right. And honestly, I'm okay with that because I'd rather they raise the price a little bit so I can keep coming there than they go out of business because they didn't raise the price. And truthfully, I think most people who are still functioning and still employed and all that, they have a little more disposable cash because we're not buying clothes. We're not buying this. We're not buying that. So you can put it back into your favorite restaurant because they had to raise the price of their hamburger by a buck.
0: See, so, and I didn't even notice that the food prices were changing. I, maybe I just don't pay good enough attention that stuff. But I have noticed I haven't been shopping like I was. And so I would imagine that there's been a lot of clothing stores that might be suffering right now. But what are you hearing, Mary, for the shopping malls and the clothing stores?
2: Um, the biggest factor the being in a setting that's not an enclosed mall situation, um, for example, Santan.
0: Santan uh, versus you, the big mall.
2: Yeah, where you can drive up, enter the store that you're going into, and it's um, open air centers across the United States versus interior enclosed malls are surviving much better.
0: So maybe one of these days they're going to have to, you know, rebuild some of these enclosed malls and make them all open air spaces if this is going to be the new norm going forward. What do you think?
2: They're looking at transitional um, uses for some of those spaces too, where they might be um, much larger format for hosting entertainment type situations to provide spacing um and there are also some of the there's a a mall in texas that has um what would have been a big box department store that's brought in a lot of smaller um, retailers that it's almost like a a marketplace type um, setting where you've got certain different designers or um, retailers that have gathered together in it, it would almost be like departments, but they're um, in a setting where they're gathered together with their brands being identified. And it's, it's
0: being received really amazingly, it's like,
1: like, like a high end flea market.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but you know what, if that's what we have to do, that's what we have to do today. Cause life is going to be just different. I think that's, maybe that's what everybody's just kind of getting adjusted to is the fact that going forward, we're never going back to 2019. We all just wanna erase 2020. Well, what's 2021 gonna look like? It's gonna look like whatever we choose for it to look like. And maybe some of those people that have been affected with job loss or you know, very, very marginal hours at work because they're in, a, in an area that's really been drastically affected, what would be some good areas to go into? Because I know, for example, Joe and I have a client in common, and she was just talking about wanting to invest in real estate. So who, where are the investors investing? Um, and because she doesn't have a job anymore, because what she did before is no longer around, she can't qualify for that loan. So what are the options for people like that? I, I'd love to hear either of you guys comment on that.
1: I see a lot of a lot of growth in IT. In IT. IT. I see a lot of. There's a lot of the technical stuff is not going away.
0: Oh, and, and in fact, more so. And
1: more so. And so the the minute that a, a software piece comes out, it's already outdated, and mm-hmm. they're working on the next one. So, I could just see it in my own living room. My kids have I don't know 14 PlayStations, and I think every year they need to they need to the have new a one. new one. Right. So the IT sector is just tremendous. And I don't think that ever goes away. We only become more reliant on it as we're doing right now today.
0: Oh my gosh, like if you had stock in Zoom, I'm sure before the pandemic hit, you probably rolling in it. What other stocks have done good, Joe? I know you follow stocks quite closely, my friend.
1: <laughs> uh, I am not prepared to give stock advice today, but <laughs> disclaimer here. Um, Says, there, yeah, go there, ahead. There's a, lot, there's a lot of opportunities all over the place. I, I think if you had bought uh, the cruise lines, even like the cruise, somebody was joking the other day that the cruise lines were worth more than Intel stock. Why? I don't know.
0: Because of the comeback that they're expecting one of these or days? Something.
1: I don't know. Maybe bailout money. Who, who knows? But, but like, oh, I can't remember if it was Carnival or somebody was trading higher than Intel, which is ridiculous. But that's, that's what it was. That's kind if, of
0: interesting though. When, when
1: these little dips happen, that's where your opportunities to Mary's point earlier, the. the the chaos that the the market brings does create opportunities for those who are willing to take advantage of it.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, I showed plenty of slides 2 weeks ago about how when the market dipped down in March for a blink of eye when it came to real estate and some people were running in fear, those that were smart, they got some great opportunities great deals. that they would not, you know, 3 months later have a chance or a prayer to get. Mary, what are some other opportunities? What are some places that you're seeing investors still dig into? Well,
2: we are there's a question about whether 1031 exchanges will survive the election if it goes you know a different way. And so um, we are seeing investment opportunities. I'm seeing um, investors of ours that are in certain properties move to um, a different property type. Real estate, commercial real estate is still a very um, safe place as far as return on investment numbers, percentages of return on investment. Um, And so, and I'm also seeing um, a couple of investors of mine saying, okay, I had this tenant, they're not going to be here. Um, so now instead of trying to replace them, I'm going to sell this property to an owner user, and then I'm going to take my money and put it into a, um, a quick serve concept. So that's thriving and that's going to make me feel more comfortable sleeping at night. And so it's just a shift. Um, multifamily is still producing incredible Incredible returns, well, and I think that's industrial, only going to
0: continue. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: and and industrial.
0: We froze up again when Mary comes back. We'll we'll let her finish we that talking thought.
2: About
0: before Mary. Yes. Okay. You were saying industrial, and then we kind of lost for a second. Where, where were you finishing your thought with that?
2: Um, just the huge. Um, amount of manufacturing that's shifting to our market.
0: Yeah. Well, and then I wondered about that because, you know, right now in, in my industry, my world, we can't get appliances for new build construction. No appliances because everybody was shut down and nobody was building them. So we are out of appliances. So if you were like in the appliance industry with all these new homes being built, you guys have been super busy. Um, so I'm wondering, like, Okay, so what other manufacturing has not been manufacturing? All
1: the trades, Rebecca. All the trades. Learn how to lay tile. You'd be a millionaire in about six weeks.
0: It, it's crazy. It's insane. It is insane. We have a shortage of any skilled laborer or contractor, absolutely. But as far as manufacturing plants go, are most of them staying open right now, Mary? Or have you seen people going back to work or just maybe with masks? Or what are you seeing?
2: Well, I think we're facing... Um, m- Things that are being shipped from California are a problem. Spencer's couldn't deliver a washer and dryer because they couldn't get it out of California. So um, that's what I've
0: heard. Is shipping is a problem.
1: Supply chain. Mm -hmm.
0: So I guess in this new world, we just have to order things far in advance and well ahead of time and be patient. Patient. Patient, Ugh. right? And maybe not follow the headlines. Because if you're following the headlines, like, sorry, somebody's trying to call me right now. Let me hang up on them. My little Inspector Gadget watch. Um, am I predating myself again? <sighs> I know, Ed McMahon, Inspector Gadget. Who are these people? Um, who are these people? So, Mary, um, last question for you, and I think we're going to wrap up our show. If you were looking for opportunity today, maybe your job is not as secure as it was pre-COVID where are some other opportunities that we have failed to mention that maybe come to mind? Are there any others? I mean, obviously, Joe, you, you mentioned some really good ones. Um, you know, the IT world, anything like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, things for my kids to do getting through school, since school is a whole new world in its own. What, what would be some other opportunities you would tell maybe somebody trying to get into some sort of opportunity, but they don't know what because their day job just ended?
2: Here's what I've heard in talking to people that I'm working with that are leaving that kind of corporate world where that has shifted to the point where they're being displaced. Mm -hmm. And that's that they're going into their hearts and they're saying, you know what, I'm passionate about this. um, And I want to operate my own business and I'm gonna use this time and some money that I have set aside and I'm gonna go do what I've always wanted to do in life and nobody's ever gonna be able to take my job away from me.
0: I love it, you know, back here, you're not seeing the screen right now, Mary, but Joe is just, okay, now Joe, you can do it again he was doing some yeah, because joe did leave the corporate world this last year and or 2 years ago now and started up epic mortgage which is probably the best thing he's ever done in his career just to your point nobody's ever going to take his job away nobody's going to take my job away but i will warn people trying to get into real estate right now there's not much to sell because it's in high demand and i don't and i know that a lot of the younger newer folks are probably struggling to make a living at what i do for a living because Goodness knows, like, I just looked up in Pine and Strawberry for a client yesterday. There's only six houses for sale.
1: To, to Mary's point, if, if you're passionate about it and you can do it, do it for yourself. Do it make for yourself. Make your own money. Don't make somebody else the money.
0: Right. No, I think, so it sounds like there's a big comeback to working for yourself, not for the man anymore, because you have control over that and you're creating your own destiny because, you know, you're putting passion behind it and rolling up your sleeves. There's a pretty interesting saying um, talking about being self-employed it's the only job that you'll work 80 hours a week you know and not complain because you're doing it for yourself and it doesn't feel like it's a job you're you know living on vacation that's kind of the closing to my show you guys should listen to that song lyrics um mary any final thoughts for our guests that have been watching trying to figure out maybe i I have a feeling there's a lot of people trying to figure out what they're going to do when they grow up any advice from the commercial world on areas that you're seeing some good growth in that you know, final thoughts, anything you want to share.
2: I would say never grow up. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a um, there's an author named Bob Goff and he literally puts his cell phone number in every book he writes. And every book he writes is about love and about loving your life. And he says, my, my phone number is in the back of the book. And if you're working at a job that you don't like, Call me. I'll help you find a different job so you can love your life again. And so I think my closing point would be, you know, having the fortitude like we had. Um, and that that was one of the... the what are you going to do? That was a part of one of these re-much is because of what we learned during the recession.
0: Well, you know, Mary- and Those
2: takeaway points
0: from- I love what you just said. We missed half of it, but the part that we did hear sounded fantastic. I'm not gonna lots lie. Of love, lots lots of, of love and do what you love. And in that book that the author had, had his phone number. Speaking of phone numbers, Mary, what's the phone number where people can reach you in case they want to get out of what they're doing and maybe become their own business owner and need some help from a fantastic commercial agent?
2: Thank
0: you, 480-425-5520. Awesome Mary, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate everything that you do. I do actually have some wonderful questions from the Gilbert Sun News. Uh, She was just featured in last Sunday's paper and there was a lot of information about commercial properties, commercial tenants, what people are going through to stay alive. And um, I'm gonna post this with the show when we go live on when or i'm sorry when we do the production show on wednesday because i think these are some wonderful questions that we didn't get a chance to get through all of them, of them. but mary it was awesome having you on today thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you another day next time we'll have you come into the studio so we can get better audio and visual on you girlfriend thank you again thank you thanks for having me thank you bye-bye And for those of you guys watching us live, you know you guys can always comment on our Facebook page. We are also on YouTube, on our website, has all of the links. But if you're a podcaster, we are on every single platform because you know, on podcasts, Joe, if you stood up right now, they wouldn't even see what you're wearing. You could
1: wear whatever you want when you're on a podcast. (laughs) What I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, you know, so Farai needs to actually show us back on here because he's just showing the Grateful Heart logo. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Is that bad? No, that's not bad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Joe, you need to come over here a little bit more if you want to show off your tennis shoes and your shorts. Oh, they're
1: good-looking shorts. We're
0: we're having fun with the whole Zoom thing because we, we know that Zoom isn't always the best, but when we're dealing with COVID, you know, we can't have all of us cramming into the studio. So, Joe, any final thoughts from the waist up?
1: Final thoughts today are wear a mask. Wear a mask. Let's get through this. We will. And money is cheap. Come get some.
0: Okay, money is cheap. Come get some. And if you want to get a hold of the one of the best lenders in town, how do they get a hold of you, Joe Smith?
1: www.myepicloan.com or six zero two.
0: Look at the camera though.
1: four one two one
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Have a fantastic Monday, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next Monday at eleven. Thank you. Bye, Mary what a great show and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life we hope you enjoyed it if you watched us on youtube please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes likewise if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover check us out on the web www.gratefulheart.tv for all of our links to connect with us otherwise we'll have another show for you again right here next monday at 11am arizona time
1: i'm on vacation every single day cuz i love my occupation i'm
2: on vacation every single day every every single day